I've got like eight people married, six of them divorced, but you know, <laughs> man, look, it depends on what stage you are in life. If you're in your 20s, live. So in high school, I was dusty. Like, you know what I mean? Like girls were looking at me like, uh, I know he's an MVP, but he's a dusty ass MVP. There were fine ass girls in my school. I went to Westchester, which is known for the beautiful girls. 53 dudes plowing, one guy to every table, and the rest- 53 dudes plowing? Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, how, I mean, come on. Let me get one of these, Uh Keep going though, I'm sorry. <laughs> new? Hold on, nudes or who? Look at Paul's fiance. It's like every hour nope. he drops a new picture with her with a new, another guy. On see, see he violated my only rule, protect the guilty. Like you can't uh, be leaking the loot, the yeah, news. Yeah. Let's go, Marcellus, <laughs> what's up, brother? Man, I'm doing great. Look at us, man. I'm We're good. the memo, dog. Leg day, baby, <laughs> leg day, brother. <laughs> Look at I this. want to address the elephant in the room. We have a pen guy, a Vandy guy, and mm. we couldn't do math. There's only supposed to be three here. We have the four largest human beings. Seriously. I'm, I'm looking at the monitor. This is the last time I ever wear shorts on a podcast. Three guys played in the NFL. Yeah. I didn't, and I somehow have yeah. the thunder here. Oh. Um, so, and you played so quarterback, that, too? I yeah. did. Let's not talk Damn. about that. Just tell people linebackers. Yeah, I'm about to say, that. one step drops. This big yeah. ass. A couple, yeah. <laughs> A couple pounds ago. Okay? Many oh, cheeseburgers. Yeah, back, huh? yeah, yeah. We're working on it. Okay? Yeah. Oh, We're man. working on it. Yeah. Um, but it's a pleasure to have you here. I'm going to hand it over to Mo. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Bro, the first time I saw or listened to you was mm. this uh, radio show podcast, the Dan Levitard show. Oh, I'm okay. from Miami. Oh, there it and, is. And you'd go on his show and you do these bits where all you would talk about, not even anything sports related, just dating advice. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. The love doctor. The love doctor. Yes, and, I remember. And this is like middle school Mo trying to figure out like, <laughs> man, like how am I going to spit game to these girls? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'm asking her to borrow a pencil or something, trying to get like her snap, not even Snapchat, like her, uh, yeah, yeah. her home phone her number. Her aim. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Can all <laughs> yeah. But uh, I want to open up with like everything. A lot has changed since then mm -hmm. in, in the world, but also like dating, yeah. social media, girls on OnlyFans. Like there's a lot, a lot of crazy stuff going. They got on. OnlyFans up. Let me see. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how has? All right. What's your advice to a young man right now in the dating world? Oh man. Oh goodness. That's First a, of all, it's a big question. That is a great <laughs> like recall moment. Um, the love doctor. Crazy enough. I think my greatest skill set on the mic is either when I'm hydrated, I mean, I'm pounding a few, and I'm rapping. I could freestyle my ass off. For real? I'm top five. Tough. But I got to be hydrated. Other than that, I was going to say, I'm like, we got bars right now? Oh, yeah, yeah. See, someone, my, someone got a beat going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Booth in there, yeah, I, I see, they I almost see. threw me in there. Jealousy, they go, we may not have enough room. <laughs> yeah, I love the freestyle. Uh, I got some documents of that actually doing. But love advice, seriously. Yeah. I used to always just, all my homegirls would come over, my homeboys, and we all just sitting there chilling. And then I would just start talking about like what you should do, what you should do. But yeah. it's only because I'm so real and I lead with my mistakes and then I just start talking through stuff. And then everybody's just like, yo, you really dropping jewels. And I've got like eight people married, six of them divorced, but you know what I'm saying? Hey, you'll catch something though. You got a legitimate business going on. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, hey, look, it's like Hitch with Will Smith. Hamburger. Like, oh, hell hell yeah. yeah. You got a whole business. Hell yeah. All else fails, dog. Trust me, the love doctor coming back. So um, my advice, man, look, it depends on what stage you are in life. If you're in your 20s, Man, live. And the only thing I would say is like, try and touch all four corners of the room. That means date everybody, date anybody that qualifies to what you desire. But make sure you have those real conversations first. Because a lot of times we live through those experiences 
you hanging with somebody, you're thinking this, they thinking that, and you know it, but y'all ain't talking through it. That's when you have different expectations, different realizations, and then that's when the trouble starts. So mm-hmm. as long as we're on the same page, hey, look, uh, me and you about to go over there. We good? Yeah, we good. If not, don't have somebody thinking of marriage and your ass thinking about tomorrow I'm out. Yeah. It's not going to end well. Wow. Yeah, that's problematic. So basically just setting boundaries from the beginning. Like how early? Like what? First day? Like first few times? I wouldn't even say boundaries. I'm just saying, where are you? Here I am. Yeah. That's good. All when right, we in the same When does that work. come up? When does that come Sheet, up? Shit, hello. Uh, <laughs> what, you talk, what else y'all talking I'm about? Rip, What's rip your rip favorite rip. color? <laughs> like, who gives a damn? Like burgundy. I don't right. care. Look, look. What are you thinking in this world? Because seriously, I used to have so many relationships, friendships, hookups, whatever you want to call them, but we defined them. And my wife, my wife, I've been married nine years, and she said, thank you, brother. (laughs) She's hard as hell, brother. (laughs) I thought lifting 500 pounds were hard. uh, So our second date, she always goes back to and says, I thought you were gonna break up with me because I was keeping it real. It was our second date. I already thought that she was amazing. You know, you're thinking visions are grander. I'm like, yo, it's gonna go down. Me and her, oh, she's amazing. And then I just start talking that real. She was like, yo, I've never seen a dude come in so damn hot. And I was like, cause I ain't got time to waste. Even if it's gonna be some meaningless time. It's like, I still wanna define it just so that you're not let down and I'm not let down. Oh. See, but I don't think girls are built like that right now. Like, it's, ah, it's don't all, do that. Don't be that guy. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Th- things are different. Are you built like that? Yeah. Well, then a woman is like, built uh, like that. No. You the dude that walk in the club talking about ain't no good girls here. I'm like, are you a good dude? <laughs> well, if you're a good dude, it's, it's a good girl here. Law of attraction. But okay, I'm talk yourself you. out of it so you ain't got to be responsible. Do you, dog? Do you, Mo? All right. All right, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, let them know your game. Uh-huh. Let him know. You gotta get his game. Oh, he's a good looking dude, though. I ain't gonna lie. Look, 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 yeah, you got a little Christopher Reeves going on, a little Superman look. I know that shit work. Uh, just be real, man. You get way more going there than you don't. That's why the ugly dude who talks to everyone and is just not scared gets a lot of numbers. And you're like, how the hell are you getting these numbers? Other than being rich. Let me stop. Uh, but then, you know, it's just like, if you keep it real, you'll be pleasantly surprised how open people are. But everyone's walking around guarded. Everyone's saying, oh, it ain't nothing out there. Everyone's saying the same shit. And that's why you're getting the same results. It's like, cut through that stuff. I used to win, dog. And I used to win with no losses because I used to keep it real. And that's the way to win. Like, yeah. you don't want nobody coming back to you six months later with some BS. Yeah. Why? Who wants that? Yeah. But how do you approach this now that things are more virtual? Because well, there's, there's value to that face-to-face aspect on top of being real. Yeah, y'all got a different animal, which I'm jealous of, but hey, I ain't have to tame this animal. Like, right. If I were active as a player and single, like I was, Woo. with technology, yep. Jesus, <laughs> oh, man, good Lord. I mean, I was winning just off of like just emailing people and you're like <laughs> somebody gonna come they gonna trap Someone me with reply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get a lawsuit off an old ass email from 01 uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a problem but yeah I used to just like I was like really early adopter to like mass emails mass text I used to throw parties when I was playing kind of like you saw in ballers but you had to do it like really granularly like I would just Hey, I know you, I know you, I know you. Okay, I'm gonna put all y'all in the same email, BCC y'all, and just send it out. Everybody show in my house. And I was like, all right. And so I used to do that as well in terms of networking, dating, all that. Y'all got so much nitrous in y'all now because y'all can just talk to somebody in Japan right now. That to me is so tempting that maybe you guys are getting distracted by too many options. Mm. 
and DMing too. That's a big one. Like, yeah, y'all. I have never DM'd. Um, yep, I got receipts. No, I've never shot my shot like an emoji. Like, hey, right, right, right. first of all, I'm like, hell no, nah, that's cornbread. That's corny. <laughs> Fuck that. You I like that's corny. It's corny for me because I used to yeah, walk yeah, through yeah. the Fox Hills Mall, and say, "Excuse me, hi, yeah. how are you? What's your name?" You know, that's a lost art though. Like going up to a girl in person, that's a lost art. It's a lost art, but it's working harder, not smarter too. Mm. Like, dog, why? Yeah, why go to the mall to act like you're gonna buy something yeah. to just really talk to three girls and get their numbers when you can stay at home, get three hundred numbers, yeah, and then be like, "Yo, let's go at it." And right. that's what y'all dealing with. And I'm glad I had to deal with that because <laughs> man, I would have been lost and distracted. With <laughs> but all the that. girls are now coming out like they're already moving different too like oh, they just let me hear this <laughs> no i'm what are they doing i dropped in on uh uh someone was uh talking about podcasts and they're like you know how there's people out there that only you know they would go to like you saying you're gonna go to the mall to talk to somebody girls know what they're doing too and they'd be pulling out oh, hell yeah yeah but that's I why saying, i'm saying keep it real but, yeah well they're also just like well, i'm gonna sit back and i'm gonna just collect dms and i'm gonna i'm gonna sort through which ones i want mm -hmm. and, and what's wrong with competition anybody oh no okay that's the game no, but like, saying, like, trust me <laughs> i can run I, I'm gonna win this race. Like, uh, would you find that distracting though? Because then you're gonna have to like you would put more focus on building that profile and and you know almost mm. like creating that image instead mm. of when you were like I can just focus on me and I'm gonna be real and I'm gonna pull up. Mm. Yeah, I get where you guys are now because most communication is nonverbal and it's hard to read and it's hard to read a person when they're just an avatar or a profile. Like you don't get the subtleties like. We, we talk all the time. We text all the time. But now it's here. It's like, oh, shit, he does look like Superman. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a whole different animal. So, you know, like, girls are sitting there saying the same thing. I am not mad at a woman who has the most natural talent in this world, which is just the gift of life and the beauty that they possess. And we're like, all right, we got to build ourselves up with confidence. And sometimes we got to build ourselves up. And stature, we gotta build ourselves up economically, all that shit. And, and if you're a pretty girl at 18, built or not, that shit working there. It's opening uh, up every uh, door. And a dude gotta go run a 40, <laughs> he gotta get a contract. Yeah, it, yeah, it don't matter to your hair. Like some dudes, like, you know, probably Mo. Like some dudes <laughs> like this pretty. <laughs> like everybody, like, they can walk in the door. And then the girl's still like, okay, potential. But then she started hearing if he ain't fresh, she was like, uh, but a beautiful girl, you say potential. And then she ain't fresh. You still say, oh, well, I'm going to figure yeah, that shit yeah. out. <laughs> so girls have the most natural gift in the world, man. The, the ability to make life and also just be beautiful. I have a question about your mass emails. Were you sending the same email to 300 different chicks? Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> How did you manage that? To hit every single, you know, keep it keep it vague enough, but still, hey, you know, I'm, I'm interested. Oh, you're hilarious. Okay, so those were just the mass emails to get them to the party. It wasn't like one-on-ones. No, I didn't do that. Um, those are my boys as well. Like, everybody's on there, but you, I didn't want you to see someone else's email and then try to hijack my girl. So, you know what I mean? Like, my girl was on there and my boy was on there too. But the mass emails really worked in networking. Here's a real story. Um, when you're in a league, you got to go to all those VIP luncheons and, you know, the opening kickoff luncheon with the sponsors, right? Yep. So the whole team is on the buses and 53 dudes plowing, 53 tables. So it's like one guy to every table and the rest. dudes plowing? Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, how, I mean, come on. Let me get one of these invites here. Uh, keep going, though. I'm sorry. 
like emails. I'm like, this is going to blow up. Good this thing you're doing it. the podcast thing because I think <laughs> it may have dissolved with Fox if we would have done day. this. I'm going to be here all day. Yeah. Mm. So we're all in there. You're That's so hilarious. stupid. So we're there, <laughs> one per table, and everybody gets like six CEOs and then you, right? You're eating there, the chicken gala. You're just, all right, right. And you're chopping it up. And I always loved those because I always respected that everyone there was contributing to the community in a great way. You know, CEO of this, you know, VP of there. But my teammates didn't. Most of them didn't. But they didn't go to Columbia either. You know, it was a whole different animal. Yeah. So I'm not mad. I'm just sitting there like, these dudes are clowning. So we sending out our bat signals like, ooh, that means like it's time to go. Uh-huh. You know, you sitting next to the CEO of fucking yeah. Verizon, this motherfucker go, ooh. Like, <laughs> so we clowning. But I learned something. So I would get all the business cards I could. My whole table, go to my boy's table, grab some as well. And then I would go back. And I had two cousins, we call them the Nizzles. And, and my two cousins, I would pay them a couple hundred dollars to, and I write the email. And I said, all I need you to do is send this email to everyone. Basically, it said, it was great meeting you. Uh, love to stay in touch with you. Here are a couple of tickets to any game you want. Just let me know. And I sent that out to everybody, hundreds, maybe thousands of people. Only one person ever responded with the wish of tickets. Wow. Everyone else responded like, oh, amazing. Thank you. You're so sweet and so generous. Appreciate you. Anything I can do for you, let me know. Now, this is a person that I'm going to end up saying something to, especially when I retire. Like, oh, well, I have this project. I have this program. Let's connect. Let's build business. So it worked. That Like me clowning, me sending mass emails to holler, also was the same route that I took when it was time to network. And that's why when I was able to transition from playing to broadcasting or just building my foundation, et cetera, I had relationships because you got to say hello at the right time. But to me, players say hello when it's time to say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed the same thing. Like that was one of the biggest pieces of advice I got when I was at Vandy. It was this guy, Benji, was the backup quarterback to Jay Cutler. Mm. Uh, Jay beat him out, so obviously he didn't get a chance to play. But So he works in finance, and I had lunch with him back, like, whatever, five years ago. And he was like, because you know how the boosters are going on the on the jet with you. Yeah. And, but usually, and they're at practice on the sidelines, but usually you're so worried about what you're doing. And you think you're big time, like, I don't yeah. need a network. Kind of like what you were talking about with your teammates. Yeah. And he was like, you need to do the exact opposite and literally talk to everybody possible. And that's what I started doing at Vandy. Yeah. So it, it's cool that you started mentioning that. Yeah. And like, people that I wouldn't even think would respond started responding to emails just because I was a current player. Mm-hmm. And then, like, like you said, like, once you're done playing, it's like... It kind of seems like you're more desperate, more nice. Yeah, yeah. It's the levity, man. Let me bring some levity to it, I should say. All right. So in high school, uh, I was smaller. I was I was a running back. Um, I was dusty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, girls were looking at me like, uh, I know he's the MVP, but he's a dusty-ass MVP. Right? <laughs> what does dusty mean? What do you mean? Like, just... Nothing special, like like okay. you know, if you ever watch Different Strokes, like nah. Dudley or like I'm too old for y'all, like <laughs> regular ass looking dude, right? It's fine, but there were fine ass girls in my school. I went to Westchester, which is known for the beautiful girls. Then I went to St. Monica, oh, yeah. beautiful girls, and you know I had I had girls I dated, but then I was like, damn, there are girls I like and they don't like me back, like not naturally, right? So I was like, all right. Do you know when you get drafted, all of a sudden you have a draft party and then who shows up is the same girl who's yeah, fine yeah, still, yeah. but now I'm finer. Mm. And I was like, wait, I look the same, motherfucker. <laughs> Maybe my bank account yeah, don't look the same. Up. <laughs> up. And so obviously we dated, we hung out, 
But I, I had a mental block. Like, you never can go all the way with me because when I was just here on the block with you, here in third period with you, you didn't give me the time of day. I give you that same story because it's the same with networking. Like a dude who's a CEO, he's sitting there on $80 million of bricks in a, in a bank account. And here you are just a, a punter or here you are a linebacker making plays and you're not speaking to him. And then when you finally come around because he knows that you running short or on your luck and it's almost at the end and then you try to holler. That's just how you feel at your draft party. All the pretty girls trying to holler again. You're like, man, I ain't trying to hear that. So then you have that limit. And then he hooks up the guys he's with. It's either the cronyism or the nepotism. He hooks up those who are in his circle or he hooks up those that he respects. And then you're sitting there like, damn, I used to be the man and you don't respect that. He's like, nah, you used to be fine too. And now your ass over here trying to holler just because I got some dough and you don't want to be in that circle. And is that how you got into sports media after playing? Just from like building those networks? Like, did you know you wanted to do that? Or was that just kind of like a natural transition they asked you to? Because uh. you were doing a good job with your post-game press conferences, right? That's what you were saying? Yeah. Um, I didn't know there was an NFL when I was growing up. Like, when I first played football, yeah. I had no idea, like, day one, I'm doing this to one day go pro. Like, I thought really? that was like a TV show on TV. Like, literally, I'm like eight years old. And the only reason I played is because I was fast and crazy. Like yeah. I would just be in front of the house and I would dive for balls, land on your car. Oh, sorry, car. You know what I mean? Like land in a bush. Sorry, bush. You're you know? that crazy kid that's like hitting people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't care. And I was fast, fast. So it was like, it just came to me. And one day my friend said, hey, dog, you need to play football. And I was like, yeah, yeah, where? I'm like, I'm eight. Where in the hell you play football? I didn't even know what it was. And he was like, oh, you need to sign up. So I signed up at Inglewood. And realize, oh, this is a thing. Organized teammates, huddle. I didn't have any brothers. I'm just like green to it. And then I used to watch TV, and I always thought that was like theater. I was like, oh. I wasn't like like these kids now. Like, Shit, they know your contract. They know where you went to school, all that. And I was just like, there's some old ass dudes playing what I play at the park. I was like, oh, interesting. And then you realize, oh, that's an occupation. That's an end game, etc. And obviously, I, I had focus. Same thing happened with sports media. I knew there were dudes on the radio, AM radio. I knew there was Sports Center, but I didn't know there were daily shows talking about football. I didn't know what NFL Live was. And so I literally am the guy that is all of a sudden thrown into like Mike and Mike. And that was my first time being in sports media on a major level other than their regular interviews. But how did I get there? Simple. I was nice to people. They come in the game, they come in the locker room. And then <laughs> my teammate, like this big ass dude, right? So I'm like, like, so they'll say, so what happened on third and goal? And they stick the mic in his face. He'd be like, oh, which one? And then they'd be like, third and goal, you know, the big play that turned around the game and all that. And he'd be like, oh, coach called it. We ran it good. And, he was like, oh. and then they would come to me. And then I just explained the shit that really happened. So, all right, so coach called this and we were supposed to go stunt right, but we saw it in practice. And I would give him this long, eloquent i must say uh answer but it just had Columbia color man. right right i just answered it like they were a human being asking another human being a question instead of i'm a tired oh spoiled jock you know on my high horse what do you want and i think a lot of times that's what happens and that dynamic was was real and then i finally was able to materialize that and turn it into a job when it was time to move on everybody was calling me Cause they were like, oh man, we want to see what you're up to and we want to talk to you more, more interviews, et cetera. And I had that snowball effect. My teammates 
all of a sudden they try to switch their personality, turn it back on. Oh, I can actually talk more than three words mumbling. And by that time, it was a little late, and that allowed me to skip the line. Would you have like a lot of teammates that would reach out and be like, hey, man, like put me on. Like, let me know, let me know the path that you were on. You know me in the locker room. Like, you know, we always chop it up. Like, yeah, yeah. I can do it too. Yeah, all the time. I mean, still to this day. And I will always put somebody where they belong in terms of like, I know your talent, I know your potential, and I know what you want an opportunity. Here you go. But first, you got to show me you work. If you work, I don't care. I'll give you my job. If you better than me, you're going to take it. If you're not, I'm going to take my job back or you're not going to lose it. Same thing we were talking about them girls. Like, you know what I mean? I like to compete. Like, I just am a natural competitor. Like, put him next to me. Let's talk. And he can win. I'm like, all right, he got me. Or I can win. That's why I'm here. So I will always try to help my friends into situations, make the connection, give them the audition. And then it's out of my hands, you know, especially when I worked at mainstream media, like you got to impress them. It's not me. I'm going to make the connection. I'm going to open the door. You got to stay in that room. Did you find any platforms and shows that you were on where maybe that like competitive mindset was maybe, you know, almost too alpha in the sense? Mm. What are you really asking? Censored. When I would follow you, um, and I guess this was... Okay, I'm, I'm going to learn a lot about you. You better go right to it. Don't no, be trying no, to this is light. I'm going I'm I'm to let you pave the way on this one, but yes. I'm just saying like, I was very interested and in just, I would watch you on Sports Nation. I mm. found that show amazingly like fun and it seemed like a gamified type of way to still be an athlete and yeah. still be tied into sports. Yeah. But I've seen all the turnover that's going on in the media and I'm more interested in just the backstory behind that and mm. trying to manage the personality and coming from competing day in and day out. Yeah. Some people aren't with that and that can lead to a clash of personality. Yeah. So I'm wondering what you've seen. Yeah, I hated the teammate aspect of uh, sports media, but I love my teammates. So there's a big difference. So when you're, you're talking, we're talking right now. Uh, I'm not here to make sure you don't lose. I'm here to make sure you win, right? So there's a big difference in how this is versus traditional sports media. Because we're going to do this, and then we probably won't do another one for months, if not next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, I got to do another block with them. I got to do another show tomorrow with them. I got to do the rest of my contract with them. So... Not only do I got to help them win, but I got to make sure they don't lose. And that's when you lose the authenticity. Because sometimes I, them, are saying some losing shit. And somebody needs to call you out on that loss. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because that's how we learn. That's how we grow. That's how we get better. But we're all just kind of like, uh, don't let him die right now. I'm like, why? He going to resuscitate and he going to revive next block. But this one, he lost this block. Yeah. So we're all doing this like dance of like, that's wrong, but I'm not going to push too hard. That's wrong, but I'm not going to really address that. And it really happens. I'll tell you the worst example of it now is when there's a man and a woman going at it, especially about a sport that she didn't play yeah. or he didn't play. Yeah. Then they just sitting there like, they're like yeah. pleasantries. I'm like, dog. I'm Let like, her know. Bro, you at the <laughs> if y'all don't talk the real and then that's why podcasts that's why the real ones that's why independent new media whatever you want to call it is catching up and closing that gap because it's like dog everybody gonna be okay just tell it like it is and then let's move on and i i used to have to like do that song and dance because that's what the business model asked for and that's what your teammates needed even though i didn't want to do it so i used to be like you know i go in they go in i'm like 
<laughs> don't kill them. All right. <laughs> just wound them. Yeah. And I'm sure they probably felt the same way. But I'm like, this shit is ice skating. Yeah. Like, we're not really going there. And especially when you have all this talent of people who did it or have tremendous theories on how it's done, say it. And then when it just stops short. So being an alpha and being who I was, I never was a typical broadcaster. And that's why I was on Sports Nation. That's why I had like a personality driven show always because it was like, dog, I can't just talk third and goal. Like I just can't yeah. talk, you know, it running. Gets That's what I like about you too, that you go outside of sports. Yeah. Like just straight X's and O's. Yeah. My boss told me that when I was at ESPN, like two weeks in, he was like, dog, he said, Marcellus, you can't stay on topic. And that's a good thing. He was like, yo, your personality is going to take you places. And he's like, just keep going with it, leave with it. And so I did. Um, but yeah, the worst part about that is just that song and dance. You know, you got to always protect somebody, which doesn't always unleash the truth. Would, would shit pop off offset? Um, off air? Not with me, but yeah, people. But like at Fox, like Skip and Shannon? Yeah, I mean, that's a Yeah, thing. yeah, you know, like. Oh, let me say it the right way. <laughs> you don't have to censor another right here. No, it, it's not. We abandoned that new media thing. Yeah, yeah. Got political here. Yeah, because I don't have experiences because my experiences was like always, I'm going to say it, and then we would get to commercial break, and I could tell that somebody was hot. Let's say Acho. Let's say uh, Max, and they hot. And I've talked about the times we had like a little contention. I was like, dog, what's wrong with you? And they were like, oh, man, you know, nothing. I'm good. And then you're like, oh, there we go. But I'm, I've been in the locker room. You know, I played 10 years. I'm like, I'm okay. If you don't like me right now, just tell me why, and then I could try and amend it or try to make it good and smooth it over. Um, but I, I've, seen, I've seen fights more based on what someone said than what they were saying, like what social media said about you and all that stuff. But I never had a fight. Um, Michelle Beadle checked me one time because I brought up someone she didn't like on air in a glowing way. And she was like, and then she just got like weird. And I was like, I, I noticed it, but I didn't say anything. Then we got off and then the next day the bosses brought us in and they were like, yo, but mama wasn't happy about, we call her Mama Beetle. Mama Beetle wasn't <laughs> happy about that. And I was like, about what? And then about that name, and I can't say that name because then that's going, ooh, that's beef. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, I protect the guilty. One thing, I only got one rule in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Protect the guilty. Um, so they had beef and I didn't know. So I'm like, oh, okay. I said, but let me just tell y'all all one thing, including Michelle. I was like, not my business to know who you don't like and who you do like. Like, I'm just talking about who I like, right? And so I respect. I said, look, I ain't going to bring her name up ever again in that respect because it gets under your skin. But uh, that was the only time I ever had like this with somebody. Everything else, they probably got a long-ass list. And I'm like, man, shut up. I don't care about all that. I'm excited to see Skip and uh, Richard Sherman. That's yeah. going to be wild. Yeah, yeah. Skip going to realize how far he need to put him on the other side of that death row. He's slapping around. How's that work, though? Because, like, I mean, Skip obviously hates Sherm. Did he hire him? Or, like, obviously he's mm. got a ton of input in that. Yeah. Is, he, is he just saying, like, this is going to get crazy views, so, like, let's just run with it, even though I don't like you? Um, my theory is, um, I don't know that exact answer, even though I know the people that make that decision. Uh, my, my theory is, after Shannon left, um, Skip was taking some PR hits, largely because people were saying Shannon left because he outgrew Skip. He outshined Skip. Yeah. Skip looked like the old salty, get off my lawn, 71-year-old broadcaster, yep. which I didn't fully feel, but I was like, I see that perception. So I went two months ago or so, I said, the smartest move for Skip would be 
to grab Richard Sherman and Jalen Rose, the two people that everyone says they got beef, they hate each other, whatever, and make them their co-host. Now, I, the first show I would do with Richard Sherman there and Jalen Rose, be like, y'all thought I was soft. Y'all thought yeah. y'all thought I ain't care. You right? Yeah, just be like you know, own your own your issues, whatever that is. Um, he did half of that already. He already got Richard Sherman, so that's interesting. Um, Skip has the most say I've seen of anybody on a network. Um, now, that's not to say there's not other people in comp. Uh, Colin is in competition with that. He runs his show exactly how he wants it. Um, Stephen A has this, right? But Skip is another level. Skip is the only one that when someone goes at Skip or someone tries to, you know, upstage Skip, you just don't see them anymore. Kind of like, oh, they just go out to the desert. Yeah, they just go to the desert and just like mafia. Of yeah, yeah, media. yeah, for real shit. And I was like, damn. But Skip helped raise an entire industry. People got to understand that. Godfather of sports debate, but more importantly, people don't understand this. Skip got to start what, like on the debate side, cold pizza. What's that? Oh, oh six, oh five, somewhere on there. Everyone who worked on those shows. May have been like, they could have been just like the God cleaning up the, the mentees. It could have been just some like production assistants. They're now execs. They're now bosses. And he helped raise them. So they're all indebted to him to a degree. So that's why they all salute Skip and give him his props and also defer to him. So he earned those stripes and he flexes them sometimes. That's wild because from my perspective, it's always been like Stephen A was carrying everything. And because like, I guess by the time I started watching, I guess like sports debate shows and I think later on he started taking it over. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like my view and I guess Skip does such a great job of just like playing the devil's advocate and the bad guy. I was like, I just grew to my viewpoint was like, yeah. Man, hey, screw that guy. I'm so glad he's gone yeah. and he's going to do his own show. But like the background of that's interesting because yeah. I would never have viewed him as as one of the goats in that sense. Oh, it's not one of the like yeah. Skip put this thing together. Yeah. Like, hello. Like, because you got to remember Stephen A was there. Then he got let go and then he came back. And when he came back, it's because of the good graces of Skip bringing him back and also propping him up. You guys are too young. And once again, like I said, different strokes. Here's another reference you guys don't get. All in the Family. One of the best shows ever created. It was this sitcom about this old ass man, old white man, Archie Bunker, who didn't like anything but what he liked, right? An immovable object. But the whole show was everyone else around him, younger, energetic, different ideas, liberal. He would just, Arr. they will all try to make him have a new viewpoint. And he never did. And that's who Skip Bayless is in character. Skip is going to come on there. He ain't going to like LeBron and he's going to love everything Cowboys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's your job, whoever you are, Stephen A., Shannon Sharp, whoever comes on there, Richard Sherman now, and try to move him off that point. And because he doesn't move, that's the fun. We're in on the gag because we're like, some oh, oh that swing gonna hurt. Damn. It's like he's trying to swing and knock out Floyd. You're like, oh, you finally got him. So you love Floyd, and then you grow to love to hate Floyd because yeah, you're like, yeah. damn it. Somebody, somebody gotta knock somebody his ass out of Floyd. Yeah. And that's Skip Bayless. Yeah. That's his play all the time, and that's why it works. It seems like they're taking that now to the fighting game, or obviously you mentioned Floyd, but the celebrity boxing game. Yeah. Have you been keeping up with like the Pauls and like what's going on with like Dylan Dennis and Logan Paul and uh, mm -hmm. Dylan like leaking uh, his fiance's photos? Like, oh, oh. have you seen like oh, all you the posts? Seen that? No, 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 no. Yeah, drop the nudes. <laughs> nude? Hold on, nudes of who? Uh, his Logan Paul's fiance. 
Oh yeah. He, he has spent oh, it's like different. it's like every hour oh. he drops a new picture with her with a new another guy and is low key. And they about to fight. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's about to be crazy. Wait, can you pull up uh, his Instagram page? Oh, not the uh, nudes, but the Instagram page, <laughs> or like either the Twitter. Or on see, Twitter. See, he violated my only rule: protect the guilty. Like you can't yeah. be leaking the loot, the yeah, news. Yeah. Okay, well, there's the conspiracy behind that though, because oh. I was just talking about, so, and someone was like, "Oh, Logan was all in on this. Like he out here plugging." Well, I could, photos. I could see that being the case. Yeah. Oh, wow, all three of them were <clears> on it, right? Well, that's because what I'm saying. Yeah, so like, yeah, in yeah. this celebrity, like, and you know, WWE kind of extended. You're still kind of in a combat sport, but like. Now the running thing and that everyone that watches is like, okay, they, it's an inside job. Oh, uh, it could be. And the pay-per-view is going to be crazy. You, you know, it all works, whether it's real or fake. Okay, yeah, hold on. This, this is Instagram. I'm not about to see a nude on Instagram. Yeah, you oh, are, yeah. You're not. Yeah, you got to take it to that Twitter link. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reddit. I need to see some Reddit. This ain't you gonna gotta be go on. You got to go on Twitter. This is PG. PG. You want to show the pictures. I mean, we can do that for you. No, you know, I mean. We'll cut it right now. We'll just show you the pictures right now. X. Oh, man. It's. Oh, yeah. You scroll on that feed. Go to his. Go through his media. It is. Yeah, the, the funny yeah, thing scroll is, up and click on the we media put some tab on Twitter? Right there. Uh, uh, not the actual that's weak. Y'all gonna eat up this whole damn podcast. I'm gonna show it. That'll be a whole no, no, no. That gonna be not even a new. Like I'll see that at the beach, man. We'll get the hell out of here. Oh uh, yeah. She has like all these boyfriends, so like yeah, she'll yeah. Post the photos of her with all. Oh, uh, oh, that's dope too. No. No, no, we'll show them off. Yeah, them off. The, the, the good thing about this is it's following the same beats. Like Skip is following Archie Bunker beats. This is following the beats of, of media, which is create storyline. And then once you create storyline, then you have engagement. Because we all know when we see any combatants or contests, they don't want the other one to win. So it's always that competition built in. But what we don't know is how invested they are in winning. Storyline gives you that. When you all of a sudden can map as a fan, oh snap, this dude embarrassed him because of his girlfriend's pictures leaked on the phone. Now we're more and get invested and engaged. They fighting the same, but now we are now mapping on to it a greater story. And that's why people love it. That's why Rocky was the best. Cause you were like, wait a minute, Rocky came from nothing. Oh man, I'm from nothing. Oh man, go rock. It's right. And then when he made it, you're like, oh, he fell off cause he, he stopped working as hard. And then when you saw him against a machine, Drago, you're like, oh snap, Rocky, you could beat the machine. We all can, you know, it's just storylines, man. It's pretty. You dope. don't have any pictures that might surface from previous. I, I would bet maybe somebody. They didn't have panorama back then, so you probably couldn't <laughs> fit the whole thing in there. I'm so sorry. Take it back. I got a one ten. I got the polar right there. <laughs> I'm like, girl, stop that. Now, I wasn't that guy. Whether you call it freaky or not, I ain't want receipts. Uh, I, I protect the guilty. Like, I go to weddings and I just, you know, watch them saying, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And I'm like, ooh, I did. <laughs> but I ain't saying nothing. Like, who, I, I judge dudes who want receipts. Girls, too, but it's usually the dudes. I'm like, dog, why you want receipts? Like, live your life and be unscathed. Like, I. I messed with her. She messed with me. We did that. Now you're going to go over there. No, no, no. I messed with her too before you. I'm like, shut up. So if there are nudes of me out there, that's on them. And when they come out, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Compton in me going to come out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let them know. Oh, that's funny. Would you ever get in one of these fights? Like if, uh, if someone else, like a retired player, like someone in the media called you out, like, uh, not Skip, let's say Shannon called you out. Hell no. I ain't fighting I mean, nobody. Skip too. Like, no, 
nobody. Skip, <laughs> hold on. If Skip calls me out and I ain't fighting him, I ain't fighting. Ocho big ass. I ain't fighting. Standing big, bigger. No, no. Let what, me tell what you what if it's like a hundred mil or something crazy? Huh? Yeah, yeah no. They come with a check. They come with a crazy What's, check. Yeah. And just know with the alpha mentality too, you have to take you, the L. You got to do it's it in for the hundred mil. Let me bro. give y'all the backstory no of why I am no until I see the check. Don't be talking about the check. I, you ain't about to talk about the check. If you give me a hundred million, maybe. Hell yeah. Maybe. I let me tell you why. I, I don't like fighting. I am not a fighter. I used to train at Wildcard with Freddie Roach, Pacquiao downstairs. I don't think people understand. You can get fucked up getting hit. And so I used to train, and then always, Ernie was my trainer. He's one of the Wildcard trainers. He's like, we got a spar, big dog. We've been working. We've been working years. I was like, I ain't getting hit by nobody. Nobody ever. And then, so he's like, dog, so what are we doing this for? I was like, I'm just doing it because I went drinking last night. I got sweated out. What the hell are you doing it for? I'm not about to be no champ. So I don't like fighting. However, 100 million make, you know. I'll make you do some Yeah, yeah, yeah. They pay away that pain. They pay away that pain. But I'm not a fighter. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do that. I can't. Speaking of unfair fights, I wanted to ask you about your experience at Columbia because I know Lou went to Penn, and we've talked about the jump when you went to the SEC. Let's be honest. You were fucking up guys named Trevor over, <laughs> over in Columbia. Easily got no chance. You're coming off the edge. Oh, oh, like five, he's he's a biochemist. I know too many Trevors, right? <laughs> yeah, you, know, yeah. you know some Ethans out there. You know what I mean? Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. Like, were you like, I, I may be an all pro right now because of this. Like, <laughs> you know, it's wild. It, it, it almost went exactly opposite of what I expected and what you just said. Because when you, you're the man. So imagine. I'm balling. Like, my junior senior year, really, like, they saw me coming, and it was like, all right. So I can imagine their prep was a big whiteboard and then put my number up there and then circle it. And so every play was like, shit, where are all these dudes coming from? Like, it's only 11 on the field. Why I got 12 on me? Guys, yeah. he's from Compton. <laughs> Let's block him, please. And they were coming everywhere to the point. This is crazy. My senior year, I had six sacks. Now, everyone expected me to have 600. Yep. I got drafted the second round from Columbia. They're like, so I got to the NFL. They're like, how many sacks you had last year? 90? Yeah. I was like, six. Wow. But then you get into the league because you're not just the only number they're writing up there on their whiteboard. I have 13. I have 10. You know, I can do that because it's like, damn. One, I figured it out, had better skills. But two, there's other dudes. Bruce Smith is over there. Go block his ass. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Stuff of that nature. So as much as I wish that my ego would say, yes, I was out there destroying cats, they were getting some hits in on me too. I was in the fight. I won the fights, but uh, I knew I was in the fight. Was your confidence from that jump there? or was Because you're obviously a cerebral guy. You said you weren't necessarily the most athletic you know, person growing up to where you would assume you would be an NFL player. Yeah. Um, you know, when you made that jump and you proved, hey, I'm as good as these guys, what was that like? Yeah, I always had the confidence. I didn't have the moments that gave me, like, the understanding that what I believe I can achieve. I didn't have those moments. They were all living in my head. I was like, I never, because I had teammates, friends, you know, big schools. I had homies at SC, all this stuff. And we would train every summer. Now, wear their ass out. And then they go to those big schools, yeah. and they get way more attention than me. And I was like, damn, I know I'm as good, but I don't have these moments to show the world. And then I had a couple, uh, East-West Shrine All-Star game. And then I, I remember, boy, whew, put my hand in the dirt. And coach was like, all right, we got to do some one-on-ones. Mm -hmm. And put my hand in the dirt, DM, and a tight end. It was a tight end from Notre Dame. And the craziest thing was, I don't remember his name, respect to him. He put his hand down too. And I remember looking up, 
because they about to say go. And I looked up and it was that golden helmet with yeah. those fucking flakes. And I was sitting there like, this is it. Like, I mean, it literally came from the heavens, like this show moment, gold flakes right in front of you. And then he blew that whistle. He said, go. And I lit his ass up because that was all my moments in one. Yep. He had 11 games his senior year against top competition. I had two reps in practice against the Notre Dame guy. And then from there, I balled out in that game, combines, you know, pro workouts. Then you get to camp and you realize uh, all you have to do is translate what you have to what this calls for. And that meant I was stronger than these guys. I was faster than most of these guys, but they were better than me. It was like, damn, I got to translate this weight room to this field. Because they had old man strength. Yep. They had real muscles. They had, I got a wife and kids strength. And I just had, I bench press strength. Yep. So I had to learn the skills and the craft. And once I learned that, then things started to roll until the injuries started to add up. But other than that, never a lack of confidence, just a lack of moments and opportunities to access to show the world. And what led, what led you to choose Columbia? <laughs> mm. What led you to go to Penn, big ass? <laughs> <laughs> Let me hear that first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a long-winded story right there. But uh, I, was un I was 17 at the time, and uh, my parents – would not let me go anywhere else. And they're both from the East Coast. Ah. And once they watched me turn down all the other Ivy Leagues, mm -hmm. I mean, I legit had my parents crying when I told Harvard no. But my eyes, I was offered by half the Pac-12, and I was set to yeah. to stay and be a Cali boy. Oh, you're going to Stanford, though. Exactly. So yeah. I talked. I told Coach Shaw the day before signing day, like, I'm in. I'm going to see you there. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm announcing on Fox Sports, like, right outside the Rose Bowl. Wow. Like, I'm, I'm in. Wow. And, uh, yeah, that, was, that whole process was long. But yeah. I ended up at Penn. And I'll look back and I'm like, that was the best thing for me for sure. Mm -hmm. I'll make that decision 10 times out of 10 again, knowing my whole process. Yeah. There's a bunch of if, ands, and buts that kind of come with that. But of course, nothing's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, man. Next time I should go first. Your story's better. Good parenting right there. Um, for me, uh, if I can make it a shorter answer, it's being from where I'm from, the, the hood, the adversity, uh, and everyone that I saw uber talented, super skilled, ballers after ballers, coming back with a story that wasn't them realizing their dream, realizing their goal, whatever it was, coaches tripping, oh, they didn't recruit me, oh man, I got hurt. Everything kept coming back like, damn, none of y'all gonna make it? And I kept making that analysis of like all these guys in different levels, guys I played with, I'm like, oh, he didn't make it. So then I started to say, man, it's gotta be a different way. And I was like, ah, there is a different way. One, if you're good, they'll find you. They're million-dollar scouting departments for a reason. They, they on the road. They don't see their wives for nine months for a reason. They looking for your ass. So stop yeah. saying, oh, they ain't come to No, nah, you ain't good enough. It's okay. <laughs> All right, so I knew that, one. And two, I didn't want to come back with that excuse. And I was like, I'm going to have the highest safety net I can in academic reputation to go with I'm good enough to ball. And if they're that good, they're going to come find me. So just didn't want to come to the hood with a sob story. I wanted to come back and make sure that it was going to work either on the field or off the field. So nothing gives you a better reputation than going to an Ivy League school in terms of academics. It's just the way it is. Yep. It's just like, you know, a Bugatti. If you driving a Bugatti, motherfucker, you got something. I don't know if you're the richest man on this planet, but you ain't broke, right? Until you know their story deeper. And that's so when you find out it's a lease and then they have to charge the keys yes. back. <laughs> I just told somebody this story. I said, a billionaire could get on the bus and you think he broke. 
But then somebody who is broke could be riding a Bugatti and just valeting it, and you think he's rich. Yeah. But that point is, before you get to level two, you are already assuming level one. Yeah. And me, big, black, Compton, was not trying to get people to have to go to level two. I wanted level one to be, he and a Rolls Royce, he's smart, he can ball. And I wanted that yeah. simple. What's cool is the new wave, exactly what Lou did. So he played four years at Penn, and then, well, he got hurt because you can't get like a redshirt year, but that's yeah. how he got his medical. Then grad transferred to a bigger program in the SEC. So you get best of both worlds. My other buddy, Justice, who came in after him, lived with me, receiver, yeah. played four years at Harvard, grad transferred, came to Vandy. So you get the you get the bachelors, you play in the SEC, so that gives you, I guess, more tape, obviously, for the league. Yeah. I mean, you can still make it from an Ivy, but like, there's this new wave of guys. Oh, you think that. you can make it from an Ivy? Obviously, obviously. Really? We've been yeah. here this long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. But there's still there's still some about no, like, yeah. playing Power Five, you know. What I'm no, saying? it ain't. No, you it ain't. Nail, so? nah. You been to an SEC game? Yes, uh, I went to the. Well, no, that's not SEC. <laughs> I went to the it's Auburn cool. Auburn cool. Oregon championship game, and that was insane. And that was only like half SEC, so I got the S in that little of the E. And I was like, God dang, this motherfucker! <laughs> they crying in my row. I'm like, right. Why are you crying, lady? She just sipping lemonade, making lemonade, <laughs> and just oh my baby, we we down in the second quarter. I'm like, Golly, they're all in. I'm just saying, I'm gonna say it like this. Ah, uh, that's what they sell us on because that's what they should sell. So that's how they get more money. Power Fox. That's why ten years ago they were saying it's gonna be all super conferences, and now we're seeing it's all super conferences. Yeah. It's all matchups. It's all for the TV ratings. It's all for the TV contracts. But they suck us into thinking the same thing. Mm. So then all these great players all going to the same school. So you got five star SC. At running back. And then who's behind him? A five-star uh, who's coming. And then who's behind him? A four-star. And I'm like, dog, why don't you just go be the big fish in a little pond and go somewhere like me and get your ass there. And look, I respect how he did it and a lot of guys do it. And then got to take that middle step to go to a power five. But let's the goal should be skip that step. Yeah. Get drafted. Yeah. So, you know, at Columbia, like only three guys were in the league. Uh, from the Ivy League when I got drafted. And they were they were writing articles like, it's been a decade since someone was drafted from an Ivy League, can Marcellus be it? And it's flattering. I give me give me some some of that love. But for real, it was just like I had a mindset. Like, dog, if I'm good enough, it's gonna happen. That's it. Like everything else was like Y'all trying to suck me into some BS. I'm like, nah, dog. Why I got to play against him when I just played against him in a, in a damn conference game or I just played against him and he's going to be okay. Yeah. And then I went to a bowl game and then I whooped all of them. Like, now you trying to tell me to go somewhere else? Yeah. I just think it's like to serve them more than it is to serve well, us. But what about the money component now at NIL? Like, what, what if I'm that five-star running back? I can go to an, like a FCS or Ivy, which obviously is supposed to pay dividends down the road. Yeah. But I'm 17 years old and Bama's saying, here's three mil he's four mil oh yeah like i mean no 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 i didn't have crazy. nil yeah 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 <laughs> nil i'll be like nah mama holla I'm, I'm going to that nil money um look the ivy league is talking through it they're not there um if the ivy league has nil money oh it's and, oh, top oh, oh it's problems y'all yeah. got problems because we have the most money well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no <laughs> not no. for football but like no, no that's, that's, what, yeah, that's yeah. what capped the ivy league is yeah. when they started putting restrictions on who we could take in yeah and that shifted the whole alignment. But it's the same thing with Vandy. They have a ton of money, but it's not allocated to the athletic department. Like, go look at Vandy's football That's facilities. That's the point. Then right. you, you they make they the shift, shift back. No, yeah. If they made the shift, then yeah. Yeah, but yeah. they're they, not going to, I don't think. Yeah, that's his point. Yeah, I don't think, though, they because don't they, they, their reputation, they're making so much money without the reputation of being 
been great in sports, great in football. So why, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That said, if they wanted to get greedy. Oh, if they wanted to, yeah. Because you know who won the most championships in football ever in history, right? Probably yeah. Harvard or something. Yeah. Yeah. There was like three teams yeah. playing. That's my point. Here's Penn, my point. Hill. Y'all were around. All these other power five. Power five. They, first of all, that wasn't even around it. Was, it. it was Ivy's. It was Ivy's like ran this shit to like. years the, ago. That's the point. <laughs> Foundation of football. <laughs> they invented football. Right. They ran it to like the 1950s. And then they made a conscious shift to lean into academics, which has benefited them more than power five because they get the billion, billion dollar endowments. Yeah. And now they're like, we lean that way. If we want to deploy resources, Bob Kraft, who went to Columbia, decides like, all right, here's the check yeah. for the NIL. Yeah. It's a different animal. So when I graduated Columbia, there were three players in the league and six owners from the Ivy League. That's so an insane stat. It, it's a whole Randy. different animal, man. But now you flip it, power five. There are a thousand players. How many owners? Well, I don't know. Not yeah. as many, like in terms of proportion. So just don't get, I just talking to these high schoolers, don't get sucked up into their game fully. Play your game as well. NIL counts. That's real money. Sweet. All right. You got anything? I'm, I'm good. All right. Good. We should wrap it up. Yeah, I know we're getting close on time. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> sound like Drake at the Hollywood Bowl. He's like, is it 11? No, it's 1058, motherfucker. Get off stage. <laughs> I ain't paying that $100,000 exactly. right there. <laughs> right on the so dot. Um, no, thank you, brother. That was awesome. That no. was so much fun. No, love for you guys, man. What's next? It's crazy how I met you at the at rehab, and yeah. now we just we just made it happen. Yeah, how I, you feeling? Really no, I feel really good. Yeah, I'm 100 yeah. percent on the Achilles. Yeah, uh, just I was saying nobody know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, break it down, break no, it down. Just like we got to keep that on wraps. Oh, oh, I just oh. said I'm 100. percent I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you start saying yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I tore my Achilles too, so I get it, man. Walk around. No, it's a grind. Yeah, you got to walk around with those thong sandals, man. And mm-hmm. Grip. Yeah, yeah, that part. Yeah, yeah, Never, they, they yeah. You put the, like the ones with the g-string g- sandals. Oh, because like it, it makes your feet grip. Because that's what lo- you lose. You lose a lot of that foot strength, yeah. the gripper, and on top of that, just deflection. You know, but you're 100. percent You're great, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole different animal. Cool. My dog. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate man. You. Uh, pleasure. Yes, sir. All right. All right. What are you calling Miami Mo? Miami Mo. <laughs> Catch him out. Oh, man.